I'm Megan Sheets. Welcome to the Generational Wisdom Podcast. I believe that you get out what you put into anything you do, including parenting. In this podcast, my dad and I talk about mindful parenting from the perspective of two generations. I find that these conversations about different parenting approaches not only challenge me, but also help me to feel more connected with my toddler. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Generational Wisdom Podcast. Today is actually a part two recording. So dad and I a few weeks ago sat down and had about an hour long interview with my friend and colleague Alex Larson. If you missed the part one that was posted on October 11th, definitely go back and check it out. Uh, I, I felt very inspired from hearing all of her tips, uh, hearing her journey about discovering her son's sensory processing disorder, and really she just had some great advice for parents. So if you've missed that, definitely go back and listen. I'm also excited for this second half of the interview. Alex is a registered dietitian, and if you've ever been wondering, am I doing this right? It, you know, Is my kid eating healthy enough? Alex has some great tips to help us all out. Another question that I want to uh, ask you is that we're always wanting to make sure our kids are eating healthy. And at the very beginning, you talked about how nutrition sets you up for success, whether that's a um, triathlon or whether that's just an every everyday uh, activity for your kiddos. So as a registered dietitian, I feel like it would be amiss if I didn't ask you if you have any tips for other parents out there trying to navigate uh, nutrition with kids and also understanding, uh, as you mentioned too, that these are kind of abnormal times um, where there's a lot more cooking at home and we're kind of looking for more and more shortcuts and ways to make it easier. So I guess, what are your thoughts? Oh, I have lots of tips, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) But I like, I mean, we could do like many, many podcast episodes about like eating, but, um, I, I can narrow down my thoughts to a couple, a couple things, especially because you're right. Like people are eating at home a lot more this year. Um, and, so it's it's a lot more challenging um, and quick and quick and easy really is like the magic word when it comes to parents needs and feeding their family because we're busy even if we are at home more like it's just like it it's hard because um, you know it's not like you can just not cook food or not like feed people like it's a necessity um, so like there's only so many decently healthy meals that you can really make on the fly with no pre-planning involved. So I would encourage that um, parents explore how to do some sort of meal planning. And it doesn't have to be like a full-blown elaborate, you know, chart system, like planning every single meal. Like just start with baby steps if you're not doing any meal planning at all. Like start with planning just two to three meals for the week. Like pick a day or an evening during the week where you can do some prep for some things in advance on the for the days that you know that you're really busy. Um, like crockpot meals are awesome. You don't really have to wait for the meal to prepare prepare itself in the evening. Um, you can make extras of certain dishes that freeze well, and you can freeze extra portions for for future meals. Like in my freezer right now, I've got these. Um, like lasagna roll-ups that like instead of doing a full like sheet of lasagna I'd like instead rolled the noodles up with the ricotta cheese mixture and then poured the sauce over the top and so I put that into a few different um like portion sizes for like to do maybe like one one full dinner meal and then a little bit of leftovers for my lunch the next day 
and get your family involved too. you know, get their input, have them help you in the kitchen. Um, you know, for me with a nine month old, he's no help in the kitchen, but my three-year-old I've actually in the past, uh, I don't know how long, but we've been working on, um, I've been teaching him how to crack open the eggs for me. So, um, the first one I will admit was a disaster. And I was like, what am I thinking trying to teach him this? But, um, you know, as time goes on with his practicing, like I actually can just give him the eggs in the, in the bowl and he's pretty good at cracking them open. And I don't even have to like hover over them, him and help him. Like I just give him a napkin to wipe off his hands and a bucket to put the the eggshells in. And he, he does it really well. So it's fun to like start getting them involved. Even at a young age, I got some um, child safe knives off of Amazon and I've been having him like cut his, like I'll start the apple for him. But when he wants to cut the apples into smaller pieces, I'll just give him that knife and have him be a part of some sort of like snack time, you know, with an apple. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to meal planning, like keep it simple. I think that's a, a really good way to think about it. Like you can have a certain day that you always have Mexicans like or Mexican food, like um, Tuesday every week is tacos, but each week you change it up between um, one week it's fish tacos. Another Tuesday it's beef tacos. Another week might be chicken or carnitas. Um, that way you don't really have to plan something. You just have to um, change it up a little like with your tacos or Friday nights for us is often pizza night and I make homemade pizzas with a store-bought dough and then I use uh, leftover ingredients in the fridge for toppings um, so and when you don't have a plan like you know have some some things like in your your tool belt like um, I did this recently and it actually was kind of genius so I just went into my fridge and my my pantry and I just pulled out a bunch of random foods and I tossed them on a large wooden cutting board and I called it a charcuterie platter. <laughs> so like some, some Parmesan cheese, I cut that up. Like I had a big hunk of Parmesan cheese. I cut that up. I had some fresh mozzarella. Um, I had, um, I think some canned peaches. I had, um, some dried cranberries, I had some cottage cheese. I had some, a um, little bit of Canadian bacon, I think, um, maybe some pepperoni. And um, uh, what else did I have? Like just a bunch of random like fruits and meats and cheeses. And I just gave my three-year-old a plate and I said, okay, put it wherever you want to eat, like on your plate. And he thought it was so great. And he, you know, ate a little bit of everything and it was fun. Like we all just kind of sat around the, the cutting board and and ate off that. So again, literally a spur of the moment, it was like five o'clock that I just decided that's what I was going to do that evening. Cause I had nothing planned. Um, and it ended up being really fun. So you can kind of just think of different quick ideas like that. And then all, if all else fails, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like can't go wrong there. Or sometimes I'll just cook up scrambled eggs and put some cheese on it, maybe a little bit of ham or whatever I've got in the fridge and put it in a wrap and serve that. And and um, I've always got, I always seem to have like fresh fruit in the fridge because the kids always really like fruit. Um, and then if I, you know, have some frozen vegetables, I might heat that up and call it, call it good. I mean, you really just have to have three, four food groups on a plate and you can call it a meal. I like it. I, 
dad and I are sitting here looking at each other as you're talking because we're nodding along to Taco Tuesday and Pizza Fridays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just takes the planning out of it. Like, it's always Tuesday night's tacos and you just change up your protein and maybe a different side dish. I don't know, like, that way you don't have to plan. You just always know that that's what's going to be that night. And kids like that, you know, that routine. Um, or you could do Pancake Saturday where you do breakfast food and pancakes and eggs and, and bacon or something like that. You know, you just... So then there's a few nights you don't have to plan. You just have to make sure you have the food in your your house. I believe that there's no wrong time for breakfast foods. I know, right? I could eat. I like that you said you had pancakes right before this because pancakes and eggs pretty much always sound good to me any time of day. <laughs> yeah. I um I actually like created my own pancake recipe. There's a small mom and pop restaurant nearby that makes the best pancakes ever. And um, so for a few years, I was trying to recreate the recipe. And so my husband ate a lot of pancakes. Um, Most of them were pretty good. There's a couple that didn't turn out. Um, But eventually at one point, he just said, Alex, you need to stop messing with the pancakes. Like, I think you got it like as good as it's going to get. And I was like, "Uh, okay. So I finalized the recipe and that's what we've been doing ever since. So I've got the flavor down pretty close to this restaurants, but they have, they're so thin and light and fluffy. Like, I don't know how they get that texture down, but that's the food nerd in me coming out. (laughs) Well, if you're willing to share your recipe, we'll put it in the comments of this post. And if not, I understand secret recipes. No, it's not a secret. I will share it. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll definitely be trying it. So I know we're coming up on about 10, 15 minutes left. I have two more questions for you. We have two more questions for you. Um, One is that if you could just leave everyone who's listening with a tool that's worked well for you in the past or a tool that works well for you fairly consistently with parenting, what is that tool? Sure. Well, you know, again, like as a dietitian, I'm constantly thinking about what and how much my boys are eating. Um, so it's really easy for me to get into the habit like of constantly worrying, like, did they eat enough today? And I think a lot of parents can relate to that. Um, so I really wanted to change up my mindset. So I created this parenting mantra for myself that gives me permission to relax. Um, and this is especially relates more to the toddler eating, not so much the baby because he's still on the boob juice. But um, I'll just say like to myself, like, Alex, it's okay. It's all just practice. And I can explain this mantra a little bit. Like my end goal as a parent, again, is he grows up to be healthy and happy. And I want him to leave the nest with some good eating habits and I mean, realistically, an 18-year-old boy heading up to college, like, I'll even take, like, semi-decently healthy eating habits. But, like, I view his childhood as practice, like, practicing trying new foods, practicing how he will eat as an adult. Because even as an adult, like, we're trying new things and exploring food. And, um, you know, there's some things that we don't like and some things that we do. And sometimes we eat a lot during the day and sometimes our appetite not be, might be as much. And, that's, that's how it is for kids too. Um, you know, and I, as a parent have no control over his appetite. Like some days he eats a lot and some days he hardly eats at all. And, and it can depend too on what is served, like days that his favorite foods are served, he may eat more and meals where they aren't a huge fan, they can eat the bare minimum and it's okay. Like you don't have to worry. I mean, I can remember last year, my family, um, we were living with my parents for some time while we were waiting to move into our new home. And um, I was serving dinner and my toddler had hardly touched his meat. And 
my dad was getting all upset because <clears throat> he was he wasn't eating like my three-year-old wasn't eating his meat and my and I said to my dad dad he had spaghetti for lunch and he ate a huge amount of meat that was in the sauce so it's okay and my dad calmed down it was all good but often we think that every single meal needs to be perfect um, when it really you we look at the nutrition over the course of you know even just the week and that's what really matters you know um, so they may not quite, they might not have gotten quite enough protein yesterday, but today they made up for it because they had their favorite chicken dish and they had two extra helpings at dinner. So it all balances out. Like the only time you really get concerned is when they're dropping off, you know, on the growth chart. Like that's when, you know, you might want to, um, get, bring an expert in like a dietitian. Um, and, but, you know, really just try not to micromanage their eating other than, encouraging the good manners at the table, like asking nicely for seconds or not throwing your food or using a napkin instead of wiping your fingers on your clothes or your chair. Like those are the things that as parents we should get involved with. But when it comes to the food itself, like pretty much just let them be. Like, in fact, I think my toddler, he eats best when we don't even look at him. Like if we just leave him alone, that he actually eats a lot more food than if we um, like stare at him or like interfere at all. Um, so I always have to think of my role as I provide the food and determine when, you know, we're going to eat, when is meal and snack times, but it's really up to him to practice making those decisions on what he's going to eat and how much of it. Um, and for the baby, you know, he's transitioning to solid foods. So for him, it's practicing learning those fine order skills of picking up his food with his fingers and becoming familiar with different food textures. Like I can't force him to eat. Um, and if I did, it would be a really epic battle that would leave us both really frustrated. Um, and there would probably be a lot of anxiety at the table. And when you get into those types of feelings, kids can actually even lose their appetite. So um, think of yourself as just the uh, server. You provide the food and um, let them, you know, practice things out so that they're ready for to be off on their own when they're, you know, a teenager adult. I love that. I, you know, our pediatrician even told us to kind of ignore bird when she eats, you yeah. know, don't, cheer, don't cheer her on. If she eats a vegetable, don't yep. make a big deal out of it. Just let them be. So yep. it's just food. I, I really like that. It's all just practice. And sometimes I definitely do think that we all can take that a little bit too seriously wanting to get the perfect variety of everything in every meal. So I, that's a really, I know that's a good reminder for me. I'm sure there's lots of people listening that can relate and appreciate that it's all just practice. Yeah. And there's actually um, dietitians out there on social media that specialize in child nutrition. Um, you know, people can always um, like on Instagram, I'm Alex Larson nutrition. So you can always just send me a message and I can recommend um, a bunch of them. Like there's one that I think it's called kids eat in color. Um, she's got like a million followers, but she's a dietitian and does a really great job. So there's lots of resources out there to kind of help you get into the right mindset and, and, um, set yourself up for success with mealtimes. Cause they can be really stressful if, if, um, you know, things go sour. Yes. And I can relate to that too. You mentioned the food throwing and like, we have encountered a little bit of that working through it, but yeah, mealtime can be stressful and I, I like your mindset recommendation. So the, the last question I have for you, just in the theme of this being a generational wisdom podcast, um, what's one piece of generational wisdom that you learned from a parent or a grandparent or any, any family member 
that you plan to pass along to your own kids or you plan to use? Um, well, and I actually think I told you this when you were pregnant with Bird, um, but my mom often says this to me now um, that I'm a mom is um, enjoy your baby. Um, so do what you have to do as a parent so that you can enjoy this time with them because it goes by really fast. Um, so for me, like an example would be like breastfeeding for both my boys was just a nightmare for different reasons. Um, with the second baby, he was just a struggle to get a good latch. Um, and plus I was like a super producer of milk. So I was always like overproducing milk and I ended up getting mastitis or as I called it, the boob flu. Um, so when I switched to pumping and I just, um, uh, started giving bottles of breast milk to this baby overnight, he just turned into like the most pleasant baby ever. Like there was no more fussy evenings. He slept better. He was just this whole new child. Like he was just so great. And so at that point I was like, well, this is an easy decision. I'm just going to pump and, and bottle feed him breast milk. And I had done that with my first child. So I like understood the work that goes into it. And I knew that I was able to produce enough. So it wasn't really a problem, but like parenting is already hard enough as it is. So like do what you have to do to really enjoy them because it's supposed to be fun. That's also a good reminder, especially I I do think that from a female perspective, breastfeeding can kind of cloud some of those early experiences and yeah, mastitis, no fun. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of challenges with that. So that's good advice to remember. Gosh, life, life is about fun and being happy and parenting certainly is. And uh, like you said, it does go by quick. I can't believe we're on 18 months with birds. So I, I like that piece of advice to pass along. I have some closing thoughts. Uh, Dad, do you have any closing thoughts? Having fun with your kids, even the little babies, uh, that is the point. That's, that's, that's being a parent. That's the, you got to make it fun because there's a whole lot of hard work going into it. So enjoying it, that's really, really important. Uh, a lot of people miss out on that and they get too serious about being the super parent and uh, they miss out uh, on backup baby. So <laughs> uh, I, 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 I can't say anything. You you doing everything right, as far as I can tell. Uh, and, no, I, uh, I don't know if I can say that, but I'm trying. I'd say you're making a lot of good decisions. So more power to you. I, I just love that you were willing to come on and share some of your learnings because it's it's helpful. It's really helpful to hear from other parents and know that we're all kind of going through similar yet different things. So any, any closing thoughts that you have, Alex, and thank you so much, by the way, for making time to come and talk to us. I really thoroughly enjoyed getting to, to talk to you about all of these parenting things and dietitian things and just getting to kind of reconnect. No, I, this was a lot of fun and, um, I'm excited to hear more from, uh, generational wisdom. So Alex, as we're signing off, uh, if you could share with everybody just where they can find uh, where they can find your profiles online and learn more about what you do. Sure. Um, so my website is alexlarsonnutrition.com and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook also at Alex Larson Nutrition. Appreciate you coming on and we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks guys. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about on an upcoming episode, or we'd also like to hear what's been working really well for you. And you can email those ideas and suggestions to generationalwisdompodcast at gmail.com or just reach out to us on Facebook. We would love it if you would like our page and share this episode with anyone you know that would benefit from hearing this conversation. Have a great week.